Jeff's here. You you found us. Ever you found us. Here you are. You're on the Mark Sports Talk with your host, Marcus B, of course. And this is our 196th episode or show in 196 consecutive weeks. Those numbers keep going up. They don't go down. This is something to buy because the prices are always going up. The numbers are always going up. How is everybody doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. good. For you, Mark, we have a fabulous panel of sports experts who know more than me. And I just, you know, I'm, just, I'm like the bread and they're the, the meat of the sandwich. I put the bread down and they put the meat in and they eat it. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't know. Hey, we turned the calendar page today. I hope you uh, did that. That's February. Welcome to February. And this is uh, our, our 200th show is now four weeks away. Oh, boy. February, I wish I had a drum or a drum beat. Uh, we're zeroing in what we can do. And in a week or so, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll decide. And then uh, we don't need much preparation for whatever we do. Uh, the T-shirts, if you order the T-shirts, they are ordered. I got the bill. <laughs> and they should be in by next week. And once I get them, if you live in the New York area, I will deliver them to your door. We'll make arrangements. And if you are away, I will I will uh, mail them to you. Um, my, my, my treat, of course. And they'll look great. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Listen to this story that happened to me on Sunday while I was watching the Lions and the 49ers game. Right? So my title here is, what would you do if you're a married person or have a girlfriend with you right there or a boyfriend, whatever you have? I wasn't feeling so great last weekend. Friday. Saturday, Sunday, I had Ben's Friday night at the at the JCC in Roslyn. They had a dinner, which we went. I had Ben's chicken. Okay, I ate it. Uh, then uh, didn't feel so good Saturday and most of Sunday. So you had the whole thing, the stomach, the vomiting. <laughs> I don't mind telling you. <laughs> uh, so my... <laughs> So Too much information. Yeah, I know. I know. So my wife buys my wife buys me chicken soup. So while we're watching the Lions grabbing that fantastic 17-point halftime lead, my wife says, You want to take a break? I'll warm I'll warm the soup up for you. I said, okay. Uh she puts the, the soup, it's in a container. And she puts it in the microwave, which is slightly higher 
It's not one of these microwaves on the counter. It's raised on the wall there, okay? Built in. Built in. Over the stove. Over the stove, exactly. Right. Into my house. So she attempts to take the soup out of the microwave, and she spills the hot soup on her forearm. Oh, right. Oh, no. A lot of the soup. Oh. There was enough for me to eat afterwards. <laughs> but but she was in terrible, terrible pain from the initial burn. Mm. So he quickly, I'm glad it was like, like halftime. <laughs> right, we grabbed an ice pack. Yeah. And you put an thing. ice pack on it. Like the whole basic forearm, the whole forearm, oh, a left sure. forearm. Mm. And then we put cold water from the sink. Okay. And we'll, we're watching it. It's getting redder and redder. And now we start to see, believe it or not, blisters. The blisters oh, no. occur almost oh. immediately. Is that I, good? I, I could just burn through the uh, the skin. skin. That's a mm. second degree burn in my, in my, uh, yeah, I know. Like oh, it's six o'clock at night. Okay. Halftime, six o'clock. So I said, uh, <laughs> the CVS open. Maybe we can get, we got to get something for your arm. She says they should be open, right? Six o'clock Sunday. So they're going to close. They'll close nine o'clock. And remember, there is one that's, there are a few that are open 24 hours. So uh, I said, I'll go. No, stay. You're into the game. Watch the game. You know, I'm not incapacitated. Uh, I'll, I'll just go. Okay, so she goes and comes back with aloe type burn treatment and bandages. Uh, and she she does it herself. She's really good. I again, I offered to help, but she says I'll do it myself. You're watching the game, <laughs> and she does the bandaging. The next day, there are lots and lots and lots of blisters on that that one area there, mm. and uh, everyone's convincing her to go to like first med mm -hmm. or her doctor. Mm -hmm. and yeah. she says no, no, no. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it doesn't doesn't hurt anymore. It just looks ugly. And then one of the blisters broke open. And what do you see under a blister that breaks open? The raw skin. Yeah. Oh, shit. Right? She says, maybe I better go <laughs> to yeah. the first med. So she goes yeah. the next day to the, the, the two days later, she goes to first med. And they, they do they do their, their wonders. They give her antibiotics so she, nothing doesn't get infected since it was open. It's yeah. bandaged. She keeps it open at night. And it's healing slowly, but it's going to look ugly for a while. Oh, so man. my question to you people is, what would you have done if you were me? Gone <laughs> with her? Doctor immediately. I would have forced her to go to a... What would you have done? I would have just gone myself. I said, ah, listen to the, uh, the radio, the game, and just get the, get what she needs. You know, right. you, would, you would have gone and left her home. Or she could have. She could have come. She wanted to come. She could come as well. Yeah. You went to stay and watch the game. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Gerald, what you as, important. I would. I would have yeah. DVR the game and taken her to first med immediately. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Second emotion, Jerry. Right. All right. Yeah. Michael, what you done? Yeah, I was watching the Cubs against the Padres, and it was such a novelty to see the Cubs in the uh, playoffs back in the days when they always stunk. And my son, who was about the maybe under a year, he caught his the tip of his middle finger in a door that got closed in his finger, yeah. and it literally chopped off part of his finger. And we had to go to the hospital 
and uh, they told us they couldn't reattach the finger, Ooh. but uh, right. And believe it or not, the finger regenerated, but mm -hmm. uh, I never got to watch the end of the game. By the way, how good was Did you ever get to have the soup? It was left over. I had a nice portion. Put a little Ritz cracker in the uh, the chicken noodle soup. Where, where did you I did enjoy the, the soup. From? Who were you with that had the virus? You caught it from someone. Who? What? Look, you. Who, oh, who I. You, yep, you think that was a virus? No, it's all my medication I'm taking. I'm taking the stupid medication. I'm not going to deliberate. I'm not going to talk more no. about it now. But I'm, I'm on a medication. And. Uh, and it's doing wonders to my stomach. And it's another whole story. So we'll get back to that another day. That's but, what caused yeah, so, it? So most of you, huh? That's what caused it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah all yeah. right. Uh -huh. So, so you people would have, you people gallantly would have gone yourself or taken yeah, her with yeah. you, but you would have left the TV. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad DVR guy. DVR the rest watch of the, the game. game. I watched the second half. <laughs> Yeah, what's up? Mark, what what's first med? Is that ER? Yeah, like, no, first med is like a, a walking oh, clinic. Walk like, uh, so first med is actually out of business. So yeah. hey, by the way, CMD. I just want to tell you CMD. I didn't need it. Near Utopia Parkway. A very good friend of mine went and he was taken the best care of. There's a north uh, that opened in the Lake Success shopping center next to Barnes and Nobles. He said oh, he was never taken better care of. And they had x-ray machine, everything there. They diagnosed them right Ooh. away. And I've never, thank God I didn't need it, but one of my tennis friends did. And they took them right in. They diagnosed exactly what it was. They're all over the place now. Yeah. I guess and they the doctors are coming out and they don't have any place yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah, they but, by the storefront. But, but but they in, they in pulled Glenn up Oaks, his medical records from all yeah. the other places that weren't <clears throat> even part of Northwell. They got all the records immediately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Milt, Milt, is that the shopping center where Targets can open? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. right there. I, I don't. Probably, probably next to it. Uh, they made Target's the appointment online, like and they took them right yeah. in, yeah. rather than just walking in. Well, there's so many of them. Yeah, they're all over. Most the of the time, they're empty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all mm. over the place. All right, let's move on. Gerald, your personality of the week. Uh, is Bill Russell? Is that what you said, Bill Russell? William Felton Russell, and you're sponsored by Bill Hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> you can spell it, but don't. Hippopotamite. Hold on one second. I want to get and my. Let them become extinct. Get your timer on. <laughs> Bill okay. Russell. Go. Bill Russell was born in Louisiana. His family moved at a very young age to Oakland. He played high school basketball. In, in Oakland, and one of his teammates was Frank Robinson. He was also a great high jumper. He was once uh, uh, rated the sixth or seventh greatest high jumper in the country. And that's germane to Bill Russell because initially he didn't have great baseball skills. And uh, he thought, how can, how can I thwart great offensive basketball players from scoring and he put it all together running defense jumping blocking shots unbelievable he revolutionized uh <laughs> basketball he went to the university of san francisco uh they won two ncaa championships 
And the interesting thing is his coach called timeout during one of the games after he blocked five shots of a very good opponent. And his coach said, you can't play ball like that blocking shots because they were taught back in the day to be flat-footed. So he revolutionized the game. In 1956, he was on the Olympic team, the Summer Olympic team in Australia, joined the Celtics in December of 1956, played only 48 games that year. Uh, let me backtrack. He was uh, he was drafted by the St. Louis Hawks in 1956. He was traded by the Hawks to the Celtics in exchange for Easy Ed McCauley and the great, great Cliff Hagen. Absolutely terrific player. Uh, just, just to go over some of his stats, he was an all-star 12 times, NBA most valuable player five times, in 13 years in the NBA, he they, uh, the Celtics won 11, 11 championships. Uh, Bob Cousy, Bob Cousy was very excited uh, about Bill Russell because Arnold Red Orbach told him, "We're getting a player who will revolutionize the game," and he's the one who put the Celtics over the top. Heinsohn said he was a very smart player, a mean player, but but absolutely a winner. In 963 games in 13 years, he averaged 8.1 block shots per game, about 15 points per game, 22 rebounds. Long story short, regarding rebounds, I'm sorry, block shots. 90% of the block shots resulted in Celtic possessions. Mm. And in that regard, think about that. Seven possessions changed hands when when uh, Russell was was playing his uh, blocking defense absolutely off the charts. So I submit to you, he was an absolutely great player, great man. I won't go into his, his off-the-court uh, uh, activities, but absolutely a, a, a terrific player. And... Uh, Great laugh, too. Since, since I've lost track of my time, my, my stopwatch is not working. Where am I, Mark? You're almost done. Okay. So <laughs> so I submit to you that he was just about the greatest player in the NBA. And I know you're going to bring up Will Chamberlain, and, and, and Chamberlain was a better athlete, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of people think Bill Russell was the one who put the Celtics uh, on, on a winning track and, and I want to conclude with this. In his final three years in the NBA, he was player coach. And two of those, two of those years, he, they won the championship. So he's also a very good player coach. That concludes my short and brief biography of the great Bill Russell. All right, a couple of comments. Uh, Dave, you go first. Four. He never lost the seventh game of a seven-game series. Oh. And he had a bunch of them. I don't know how many. I think 11, Dave. They had a lot of playoffs, you know. That. <laughs> 11 or 12. Amazing. All right, uh, Larry. They didn't, ca they didn't count uh, block shots in those days officially. It came, it came much later. Some people think he would, he, he, he would have had a double-double <coughs> career with points and block shots if they did do that. Well, Larry, he averaged, according to the stats that I read, 
He averaged 8.1 block shots per game. So I submit to you, he definitely would have had double digits uh, of block shots in, in, in a good good amount of the games. He wasn't a high scorer. He scored. He averaged. He averaged Mark fifteen points. Not as bad as you might think. Okay. But but also he 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 was involved in outlet passes, which were which were not yeah. very popular as well. So yeah. he did a lot of things. He was very intimidating. In one game, a player said, "I had I had an opportunity for four layups. Two of the layups were blocked." By Russell, the other two, I was so intimidated and thought he was breathing down my neck that I missed the other two. How many times in your life have you ever said, Russell with a rebound? Yes. <laughs> or Russell with a rebound. 100%. Fred has a comment. Yeah, pr- prior to UCLA, prior to UCLA's 88-game winning streak, uh, his San Francisco Dons had the most uh, wins in a row in NCAA history at 60-some-odd. So they, they broke it was 60 the record. And, and, his, and a teammate of his at, on, on college was Casey Jones. Casey who, Jones. Right, Casey Jones. Back, what a defensive right. player he was. And yep. he later became a coach. And also Mike Farmer, who also played in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, great team. Wayne, that's a comment. Uh, sports writers had uh, said that the, the Bill Russell trade was the greatest trade of any sports. Uh, they, they 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 didn't take about the, the Babe Ruth sale, but as far as the trade go, it was considered the greatest, the best trade ever in any sport. Gerald, going to comment on Gerald? Wayne, uh, Wayne, I agree with you a thousand percent, but I have to tell you, one of my favorite players was Cliff Hagen. I like Cliff Hagen also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, if Bill Russell was around today and coming out of college today. In today's have, game, which is completely different have, than the right. game back when in the, the the fifties and the early sixties, whatever, would he stand out? Yes. Yes. You say yes. 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 For his for his rebounding and outlet passing and block block sh- and and sh- and uh, shot blocking because you, you wouldn't need his scoring fifteen. I mean, if he gave you fifteen points, it'd be great. Yeah. He, he now we be, saw him definitely. play. Roger, you ever see him play? Like before your time. For my time, Mark. I'm coach brief. I mean, I've seen all the clips and stuff like that. Right, the clip. So, um, when they talk about the greatest players of all time, his name is his name in the top ten. Sure. Yeah. Yes. I, don't, I sit down and think of the top players. Sometimes, what happened years we we know he was great. Players. I'm not doubting his greatness. We saw him. Professional athletes frequently mentioned on the web. Well. I, I think people they 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 do um, Jordan, they do James, they do they they as as an afterthought maybe they say Chamberlain. Mark, they do Oscar Robertson also. Oscar yes, Robert, yeah, yeah. 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 Jerry West, Baylor. Jerry West, oh, Baylor. Oh, but a lot of the newer guys, you know, they'll say Durant, even though. Many of us don't care for him, what he does. <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying, I think the newer generation doesn't know. Right. No. I guess it's who you're asking. I guess who you're asking. If you're asking a 20 year old, they never saw him play. They're going to see clips. And uh, who's right. this girl? Oh, they, they won how many in a row? Uh, Michael. You know who had a similar ability and not good of a, not, not that great of a scorer? Outlet passes, rebounds, and everything under the sun, but he was a forward, and yet uh, 
you know, I, I'll agree with Jerry Russell is as good as anybody. But Dennis Rodman was uh, similar, not much of a scorer, and yet he could really uh, Re- rebound. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think the best the best outlet passer on the fast break to me better than Russell was Wes Unseld. Mm. Oh, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know who else was great at that and still is? Kevin Love. Kevin you Love. Playing? You, yeah. you ever see him? Yeah, he's amazing. In college. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I again. think Come Dennis on. Rodman's still playing in North Korea. Gerald, <laughs> 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 uh, what, what do you want to add? I was search. watching a Knicks Heat game on Saturday, <laughs> and Love, Love and made a couple of vintage, North Korea. vintage passes. It was great. Yeah, Gerald, finish up. So, I, so I, I did a search well, on, on the greatest NBA players, and obviously this, this listing of 50 is not in order, but it, it has – uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 50th, 49th, Will Chamberlain, 48th, Bill Russell. So obviously it's not in any wow. order, but but they all listed. Oh, but that's, he's listed in what's the, the top order 10. that's important. 50 is all a big number. Yeah. 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 Right? Thing, it's not you put him in the top 10? Would we put him in the top 10 of greatest of all time? You got to sit down and think. Yes. On the spot. Yeah. You yeah. can't think. Yeah, you yeah. have yeah. to measure these guys relative in their time. Right. Yeah, for the, the way time. the game was played and what That's he was right. able to do and right. how many championships he won, won uh, with him as player and coach. In today's game, he would be less valuable because the three-point shot has become so much more important. But he would adjust. Right. He would adjust his game. Mm-hmm. So even now, he would be a very good player were he a young man. If any of you guys have any younger sons or daughters, um, ask them. If they know who Bill Russell is, we'll see. <laughs> and no, nope. I'm going to ask my son later when the show's over. And he's a big, big, big basketball fan. Do know who Sandy know. Koufax is, Mark? Then he, he heard of him. He never saw him play, so I don't know. Yeah. It's a different era, you know. They didn't see them. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Okay. Thank you, uh, Gerald, for that. Uh, and Bill Russell was also a baseball player. They show us up in the Dodgers, right? Show us up in the Dodgers. Very briefly. Oh, yeah. All right, Milton, I don't want to forget you. So- yeah. Milton, oh, we're going to do it. Song Let's of the go. day. Let's go to 1964. How about 1964? Here we go. Ready. The music. Let's listen. Great song. 64. Don't forget me. I know who it is. I know who it is. Every time you kiss me, I'm still not so Tries to sound like somebody really uh, well known. Yeah. Every time you hold me, I'm still not certain that you care. Though you keep on saying you really, really, really love me, do you say the same words to someone else when I'm not there? Suspicion. Oh, my heart. Suspicion. Keeps mm-hmm. us Suspicion. Why touch your ring? Every time you call me and tell What's that Suspicion. Gene Pitney. No, no, Terry Stafford. Oh. Oh. Not to be confused with Jim Stafford. Terry Stafford. Stafford. Big head. Terry Stafford. Terry Stafford, like like Bill Stafford. Right. Right. Went to the sound like Elvis Presley. Exactly. Sure did. Yep, he did. Yeah. 
Good. It's a great song. Yep. Great yes. song. Great song. Well, we'll have more at the end of the show. We'll okay. More I good music. Have a hit Come number one. Pitney. That's I wonder if they hit right number now. one. Pitney a little bit. All right. Roger had to leave, so he was going to go next, but he's not here. Okay. So okay. Let's, let's, let's continue. Uh, thank you, Milton, on that. We'll heal one later, of course. Uh, interesting name came up this week in the news, which we can talk about. I don't know, today, the later. Colt Keith. Colt, C-O-L-D, Keith, K-E-I-T-H. He's a minor league baseball player. Yeah, signed $26 million contract. Six years for $28 million. The Tigers gave him a contract on speculation. (laughs) Two teams have done that in the past. They have? Yeah, I think last year Milwaukee Brewers did it with somebody. That's and, correct, Fred. Uh, yes. I don't remember. I know the name, but you're right. The I don't remember the name, but I remember them doing it. I put him down as a uh, a beep beep. Colt Keith, oh. unusual, but uh, yeah, let's now we can follow his progress. Oh, yes. A lot of pressure on the kid. He's a kid. Yeah. Girl. So we're going to the bank, though. Yeah. I just wanted to backtrack for one second. I did a little research on the top ten. NBA players of all time. According yeah. to this listing, Bill Russell was number four. Oh, so okay. Oh. Who did the list? Who's the, uh, the ESPN, ESPN, ESPN. Oh. ESPN. I wonder yeah. which ESPN did it. Oh, what do they know? What do they know? All right, let's move on. We've got a lot of stuff today. Today is February 1st. And this yep. day in sport, you can't believe all the things that happened. I couldn't even write everything down. Interesting. Uh, in 1913, we're just going to start today. Jim Thorpe signs to play baseball with the New York Giants. Huh. This is after his Olympic career. This is not. The, I don't think this is the the him playing with the Giants that got him in trouble. No, this is after his career, and he played baseball for the Giants from 1913 to 1919. 13 oh, to 19. It's about six years, right? Jim Thorpe. In 1914, the Chicago White Sox and the New York Giants play a 10-inning tie 3-3 exhibition game. Anyone know where? Cairo, Egypt. (laughs) As part of a traveling, I guess they're going around, a 56-game world tour in the offseason. How about that? Uh, in 1950, the Green Bay Packers founder, player, coach, Curly Lambeau, resigned after 31 years and six titles. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, 1956, that was a very good year. Hayes Allen Jenkins leads the U.S. to its only sweep of the Olympic men's Figure skating medals at the court, Cortina di Ampezzo Winter Games. Where the hell is that, France? Italy? Sounds like Italy. Italy? Yeah. The Winter yeah. Games. Uh, Ronald Robinson wins the silver, uh, and the bronze went to Jenkins' <laughs> brother David. So three Americans came in first, second, and third. I think that's the only time that's ever happened, uh, especially uh, uh, in the Winter Olympics there. In 59, Zach Wheat. Of the Brooklyn Robins. They have it listed as the Brooklyn Robins. We thought he played for the Dodgers, right? 
Same team, different name. Favorite, uh, he played in the 1910s through the 1920s. And on this day in 59, elected to the uh, Hall of Fame. He had a fabulous uh, career. Uh, let's see what else. Here. Oh, 1959. The senior, the seniors PGA golf championship, a man named Willie Goggin. Anybody ever hear of him? Nope. Nope. No. Using borrowed set of woods. <laughs> I don't know what happened to his woods. He wins the tournament by one stroke. <laughs> borrow someone's woods. Let me borrow your woods. Oh, my God. Uh, 1960, Rod Laver wins his first Grand Slam title, the Australian Open, Australian Championship, whatever they called it back then. Um, but in 60, the great Rod Laver wins his first. Of course, he is Australian. <clears throat> or same same year, same day. Uh, Margaret Smith wins her first of 11 Australian Open uh, singles titles in 1962. The National League, baseball, National League, releases its first ever 162-game schedule. Why? They added two teams, the expansion teams. You the got Astros it. Because they had expansion, they joined the American League with 162 games. Yeah. The year before, they played 154. Wait, the wait, American wait, League wait, played wait, 162. Did you say they announced their schedule on, on February 1st, 1962? Releases their schedule, yeah. Wait, so you mean they didn't release the schedule and the season was going to start two months later? I'm just that reading it the way I, I said it really. That's what it says there. Yeah, what you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 1965, wrong, former heavyweight boxing champ, Floyd Patterson. <laughs> Finally, something good <laughs> I'm losing to listen and things like that. He beats Canadian George Shuvalo. Well, yeah. Remember him? Yes. Yeah. 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 Big, big, big slug, right? Big, sure, yeah, big, big right. Eight a minute decision. Uh, by unanimous decision, a 12 rounder at MSG. All those big fights were held at the uh MSG. Probably, probably back then was 15 rounds. What they went back to 12, 12 it says, not 1950s, they didn't, not yeah, 65. 65, 12 oh, rounds. There it is. Uh, maybe they did, I don't know. Right. It's 15 rounds. <laughs> <laughs> and Ring Magazine names that bout the bout of the year. How about that? 1967, the 10 team American Basketball Association with George Mikan as the commissioner is formed. And it lasted nine years. But yeah. what came out of that besides a few good teams that moved into the NBA and they should have taken a few more? Three point uh, the three point play. The three point play was established. And the red, white, blue ball. They, they never white, used it anymore. Ball, they popped it. The league was over. Something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people said that the Kentucky Colonels should have come in and it was on the spirit of St. Louis. Remember that team, the spirit of St. Louis in the ABA. They said those two teams should have also been coming into the uh, uh, and how about the Virginia Squires? Another good, yeah, team. yeah. yeah. In 1968, Vince Lombardi steps down as the Packers head coach, and who replaced him? Okay, I don't remember. Bill Bankston. Phil Bankston takes over, right? And Lombardi stays with the team uh, as GM 468. In 1970, Fort Frick is your commissioner in baseball. He's elected for the first time. And also in 1970, same thing. You want to feel old? 
How many remember Terry Sawchuk? Wait, yeah. wait, wait, go back. Four, Goalie, wait, Detroit. Fort yeah, Frick yeah. couldn't have been elected for the first time in 1970 because he was the one who put the asterisk on Roger Maris's home runs. In 1961, exactly. All right, I'll go back and check that. Check don't, it. Shoot, don't shoot it. <laughs> All right, so Terry Sawchuk, right? You could picture him playing as goalie. Yeah. So you want to feel old? In, no mess. On this day in 1970, he records his 447th and final victory and his 103rd shutout. So he was done in 1970. 70. And we grew up, Terry Sorcher, Terry Sorcher. Yeah, but yeah, I guess yeah. after 1970, we didn't say oh. his name anymore. <laughs> uh, here's a good one. 1976, on this day, there was a Rose Bowl. Do so not know why the Rose Bowl was not held on New Year's Day, and they had to wait a month to play it. If anybody can find out, let me know. But they said UCLA, number 11, beats number one Ohio State. Back in those days, they had the, the Big Ten play the pack, whatever number they yeah. had the league pack. You sure you're? You sure, you're reading the right thing. I'm reading the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about Check that. it out. Find out. Let me know. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a few more before you kill me. Let's see. <laughs> Five. Inaccuracies. Six. Wow, wow, wow. 1994. Jeff Galuli. Uh, ever hear that name? Yes. No. Okay. Yes. He's guilty for his part Ow. in the attack for. Uh, why Nancy Kerrigan? Uh, he plea um, bargains and confesses to racketeering in exchange for testimony implicating his wife, ex-wife, Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding. Who played yeah. in the movie? Threw her under the, uh, threw her under the bus. <laughs> I don't who know who played her. Tanya Harding. And, uh, in 19... Uh, I don't know. Anyone know? Is it Margot Robbie? Played her? I know uh, Allison Janney. I think won the Oscar for playing her mother. Wow. That movie. You can look I'll that up. That up. Where's that research guy? You look it up. Uh, um, in know. 19, let's see, in 1995, John Stockton passes Magic Johnson for the all time NBA <clears throat> assist mark. Okay. And 2004, that's when Janet Jackson's breast was exposed <laughs> at the Super Bowl. Anybody see it? Wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. Wardrobe no, malfunction. I missed it. I was I didn't watching, see it. but I missed it. Wardrobe malfunction. Malfunction. My, my VCR. Yeah. The right That's the first time you ever heard of malfunction. <laughs> Wardrobe malfunction. I didn't say that word. I think time. I made it up for that uh, yeah. incident. 2006. Some of you definitely remember this because it happened here in New York. Uh, high school senior, Epiphany Prince, scores 113 mm -hmm. points. Yeah. Or uh, Murray uh, Bertram. Murray Bertram. Bertram were, High School. They were uh, power. 137 <clears throat> to 32 was the final score. Murray Bertram. As they beat Brandeis. That's a good question. Ben. And uh, Prince Please, surpassed uh, Cheryl Miller, did 105 in one, one game. Yeah, let me just see if there's any more. Oh, there's a few more. You want to hear them? I guess so. Okay. Um, in 2014. Denver Broncos quarterback Peyton Manning becomes the all-time record holder for MVPs. He won his fifth. He's won five MVPs. Ray Guy in 2014 
inducted into the Hall of Fame. I thought that was good because I used to love Ray Guy. Besides yeah. his name, fantastic punter. Uh, and here's a good one. 2022. 2022 and 2023 go together. 2022. At the age of 44, Tom Brady announces his retirement after 22 years and seven Super Bowl titles with New England and Tampa Bay, which lasted 40 days. 2023, <laughs> on the same day, at the age of 45, he retires again. <laughs> for real. That's what happened on this day. I apologize for the errors, if there were errors. Unless I read them wrong. All right, uh, Gerald, what do you got? So Zach Wilson played for Who's the Zach Brooklyn Robins. Who's Zach Wilson? Zach so, Wee. Zach, Zach Wee. Wee. Zach Wee Zach played Wilson. for the Brooklyn Robins from 1909 to 1926. And in his final year in 1927, he played for the Philadelphia Rays. And I just wanted to mention about George Mikan, which I've mentioned before. As we all know, George Mikan was with the Minneapolis Lakers. They elected to move to Los Angeles. And Mikan elected not to move to Los Angeles. And his wife said he's out of his mind. They offered him a 5% ownership in the Lakers. Oh, if my he God. played in L.A., what would that be worth today? Anybody know? Oh. Billions. It's a value. I don't know. 250, 250 million around, probably. Yeah. If they're worth well, five. They want to become commissioner. Okay. Hope you like that. Lengthy. Sports Stories by Larry. Sponsored this week by Flip Top Tabs. <laughs> you know what Flip Top Tab is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I collect them, by the way. My story this week is entitled, It is Tough Being an MLB Catcher. Yes. Out of 273 players in the Baseball Hall of Fame, only 20 are catchers. My standout catchers are Yogi Berra with his 1,430 RBIs, <clears throat> Mickey Cochran with his three, 320 batting average, and Mike Piazza with his 427 home runs. According to analysts, there are four main reasons why it is tough to be a catcher and make the hole. First, there is the fatigue factor. Squatting so much over a relatively short time wears out legs and muscles, okay. particularly hips and thighs, which are imperative for hitting with power. Second, Catchers have less time to focus on offense. The catcher position demands more time to perfect defense and to study the opposing hitters, taking time away from working with a hitting coach or from swinging in the batting cage. Third, catchers have to endure pain. It's hard to accomplish good hitting if you are hurting with sore ankles, knees, wrists, and elbows. Catcher gear can only do so much for protection. Fourth and finally, lack of speed. Catchers often end up in this position because of their stocky builds, which allows them to block poor pitchers in the dirt. Typically, they are not fast runners which also limits their batting average. That completes my story for this week. Okay. Uh, let's go with Joe. No Roy Campanella. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that, Joe. No Johnny Bench. Yeah. 
Joe Torrey. I could have taken the entire five minutes naming it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's good. That's right. Fair yeah. enough. But they short. Short. Most of them yeah. are short. You know, and stocky. He was right. The older yeah. players. Carlton Fisk. Yeah. Yeah. Mike? Uh, question for you, Larry. What What is the number of pitchers in the Hall of Fame? That's a good question. The uh, only, the only, uh, I'll tell you this, the the only uh, position that is less than the catchers is third baseman. There's only, I looked it up, there's only 16 a third baseman in the hall. So every other position, <laughs> left field, right field, pitchers are more than the catcher, the 20 in the catchers for the catchers. Well, I, was, I was thinking the pitchers could be as many as half of the No, players. it's more, it's more. No, nothing like that. Nothing like that. Because yeah, okay. All right. it's, all, it's only third baseman that it's last, which is which is right, it's I think very he named, interesting. Yeah, I mentioned that a lot. Um, Fred, then Gerald. Yeah, in a few years, that list should increase. Uh, well, Joe Mauer this year now, but right. but Buster I think Buster, Buster Posey and Yadier Molina should be in the Hall of Fame. I think the, I yeah. think they will get voted right. in. Mm -hmm. Gerald, Gerald found the still. I did a little research on, on the Hall of Fame. By position, there are 84 pitchers, 20 catchers, right. 27 first basemen, 20 second basemen, 19 third basemen, 26 mm -hmm. shortstops, 23 left fielders, 24 center fielders, 27 right fielders, three designated hitters, 23 oh, managers, funny. 10 umpires, and 40 executives slash pioneers. Yeah. So it's it's only it's only the third baseman or less. It's really interesting. Yeah, like, like, like 19. 19 yeah, but no, it, it's not statistically valid. Right. Not statistically significant. Not a major yeah. difference. And outfield, left, center, right. Players play all over. Yeah. 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 yeah that's true, too. These so you, you, positions. They're not going yeah. in as a left fielder. They're going in as an outfielder. Right. Only 22nd baseman. Really? Yep. Only one more than only twenty. Yep, only twenty according to this. Then that's yeah. up to that's up to date uh, with. Uh, Some of you think that should only be nineteen? Guarantee, yeah. yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be. My numbers oh, are yeah. up to date. I included. No, it should, yeah, the, the I'm sure be honest, twenty. Wayne has more. a comment. Yeah. Then yeah. Wayne, then Michael. Go ahead. Jerry, uh, Jerry, tell me uh, what are Roy Campanella's stats compared to Yogi Berra's? Higher batting average. You got to go upside by or Campanella? Campanella had a higher batting average. He had 130 RBIs one year. I think he hit over 40 homers also one year as well, at least. Yeah, I think so. But he got hurt a lot. Baseball reference. And then, of course, he had the uh, the uh, automobile Power accident. Right. Yeah. 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 his career. He didn't hit well after that. Paralyzed. No. Yeah. Paralyzed. Do anything after that. Yeah, Mike. Michael. Now, I have a question for Gerald. Of all the executives that you see in the Hall of Fame, how many were better than George Steinbrenner? Mike, the answer is I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't have a listing of each person. They only have it by category and number. Right. Well, you gave the right answer. It's virtually a uniform. If character, if character is, in, is one of the criteria for getting into the Hall of Fame, why would George Steinbrenner get in? He got thrown out of baseball twice. Mm -hmm. Once for uh, once for uh, giving money, donating to the committee to reelect the president, and right. secondly to uh, starting a conspiracy with this Howard Spira yeah, to find 
third on uh, Dave Winfield. So that that's huh. I'm a Yankee fan. I don't think you should be in. Right, right. Spent his money. Um, that that 1974 trick. I looked it up. He was voted into the Hall of Fame that day. Oh, okay. That's As a matter of fact, I even wrote it down there, but I cut oh. my sentence short. Oh, man. sorry about. That. Apologize for that. All right, All right. Uh, we can move on. Um, we'll go on to um, Michael. We'll, we'll come to you. Your uh, Jets and uh, Yankees. Any information? You have well, anything? Well, I wasn't going. You to want to know who sponsors you? Oh, my sponsor is what? The letter M. Oh, very important. Just, very important. Just the initial and your first name. Sesame Street. The letter Y. Sesame Street. We're practicing an M today. Very good, Mike. Very good. Go ahead, Mike. The Jets, nothing much was written, but all of a sudden, lo and behold, a bombshell report revealing startling details of the Jets' dysfunction came out. And mm -hmm. the 2023 Jets. They put together one of the most disastrous efforts on the field. And this report sheds light on the behind-the-scenes fiasco of the New York Jets. And the topic is, excuses permeated the New York Jets 2023 coaching staff. And the article goes on, we thought we knew how bad things were with the 2023 Jets. And it turns out it was even worse than were imagined. And they uh, came out with this article about Aaron Rodgers, and uh, according to 30 sources in and around the Jets organization, the report was nothing short of ugly. And they talk about Rodgers and how he was venerated in hard rocks, uh, hard rock, hard knocks, and uh, how uh, <laughs> they signed uh, Lazard for a four-year, not a 40, a mediocre pass receiver, four-year, $44 million uh, deal even though he had a very lousy uh, root-running record before that. Uh, and then they insisted on getting Nathaniel Hackett, who was maybe, he was maybe one of the most disastrous part, One of the most disastrous parts of the article was talking about Hackett. And he repeatedly stated, that's what Aaron wants. Whatever Aaron wants, that's what he gets. Mm -hmm. And they just did yeah. Rogers no matter what. And... Uh, <laughs> It goes on a very interesting article about Robert Sala, and uh, they 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 criticize Sala and everything about him, and uh, of course uh, Wilson. They they benched Wilson, and he was replaced by Boyle, and he was told he wasn't coming back, and then mm -hmm. uh, Sala decided he had to come back because it was there was nobody else, and it was leaked, and Sala was mad as all hell. And he threatened uh, to take cell phones away from right. staff. And it was really interesting, everything about the uh, uh, terribleness, how terrible the Jets were. And to me, as a, as a fan, uh, I thought the Yankees were the most annoying season last year until I saw the Jets season. The Jets season was worse. Two very, very annoying seasons. And uh, that's about the article that uh, just came out. Now, Michael, Yankees, who wrote the article? Michael, who wrote the article? Well, originally it was in the Athletic, okay, but this was like a, an article about the excerpts of the. the let me see the article. Uh, Zach Rosenblatt and Diana Rossini, Rossini of the Athletic, and you know that's uh, that that's like the Sports Illustrated of our day. Sports Illustrated is uh, gone, gone and forgotten pretty soon. So that that's that. 
And with my Yankees, uh, Gary Sheffield uh, called uh, called out the voting process of the Hall of Fame, and he says it's a flaw system based on guys not watching you on a day-to-day basis because if they did, there's no way they could uh, look at you with a straight face and say this guy's better than that guy and his numbers mean more than another guy's numbers. And it's very, very truthful. You know, uh, there's a very good case for Gary Sheffield to be in the Hall of Fame. But then again, there's a case for him not to be in the Hall of Fame. And, right? So uh, it says here, for me, there's one way to fix the problem. Uh, he says, the uh, the fact is, they're biased. And he doesn't believe that. Uh, whatever, whatever. Uh, in other words, he's totally against the way they do things. And I feel, in all honesty, Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, and Todd Helton, the three players who got in, they're deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I watched Todd Helton regularly when he was with the uh, Rockies, and uh, he was a terrific, beloved ball players. But then again, and I, I might sound prejudiced by saying this. I've watched Bernie Williams, Paul O'Neill, Ron Guidry, Thurman Munson, and Don Mattingly regularly here in New York. And how could they get omitted and get, uh, you know, they take it off the list of, uh, of being possible candidates for the Hall of Fame? It's uh, beyond me. A case can be made for all of those players on the Yankees. Now, you guys say George Steinbrenner doesn't belong, and I understand of all the, the rotten things that he've done. But um, there's a case for George Steinbrenner. Don't get yourself. He was very, very successful. So uh, that that's basically my report. The Yankees, I think, are uh, uh, they could be pretty interesting this coming season. I know they lost Juan de Peralta. I, uh, I I feel if you look at them optimistically, they have a rotation. They have a, uh, a decent team, and they have incredible offense. And with a little luck, they should be a lot more successful than last year. That's my report. Okay, Milton wants to come before uh, before you leave the Jets that you just spoke of. Somebody just gave me this. I don't know how well you could see it from the Super Bowl. Can you see it? Seven, yes, eight, yeah. eight, seven, the whole uh, great picture. Uh, so many people I know went to the Super Bowl that I never knew, but they knew how much I liked Joe Namath, and they brought this to me the other day at tennis. It was just a uh. Namath, Lamons, Booza, Snell. Johnny Sample was terrific, too, yeah. you know? Yeah. He made a great interception there. They, that, that was some good team. And then the, we all, the same people were at the game the following year, which I was at when they lost to Kansas City. He, he, Joe Namath was on the one-yard line, and the quarterback couldn't sneak the ball in because of his knees. He had first down, four they just couldn't do it uh, the following year. I remember I was at that, that, that jet cold Super Bowl. That was in Miami. Yeah, yeah, Miami. This one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gerald, but, uh, great <laughs> memories there. Yeah, Gerald. Just to backtrack, we were talking about Roy Campanella and Yogi Berra. I got some stats of BaseballReference.com. Understand it. Roy Campanella's stats include his time in the Negro Leagues. Listen to how close these stats are for a career. Average 162-game season. Roy Campanella, 29 home runs. Yogi Berra, 27. Roy Campanella, 114 RBIs. Yogi Berra, 109. 
Roy Campanella average, batting average, 283, Yogi Berra, 285. Wow. Couldn't get any closer than that. Oh, yeah. That... Very close. Very close. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah, Mel. Yeah, just getting back to that Hall of Fame, um, didn't he once say, who you just talked about, that he made an error on purpose, Sheffield? Gary Sheffield? Yes. He made an error on purpose, and then he backtracked it and said it was in the minor leagues. But he never was a great fielder. I remember when he – but he certainly could hit on a hitting base only. He He started as a shortstop, if you guys forget. Right. He was a a shortstop. Dwight Gooden's nephew, wasn't he? Dwight Gooden's nephew. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 Howie? Uh, The thing about Sheffield, he wasn't on the list of – uh, players who who use steroids. The only thing that's connected him is uh, the, the famous book about Barry Bonds and uh, the Balco uh, uh, place where they made the clear. And uh, Sheffield admitted to using that. Uh, the cream. That it was like the a cream. cream. Yeah, it was a cream. And that's the only black mark against him. Uh, he he's come close, but. Uh, I, I expect him to be elected by a, a veterans committee. Yeah. And he wasn't, yep. you're right, he wasn't a good fielder. They put him, would put him in left field. Yeah. Field. Yeah. And it what is. a bat. What a fast bat. Huh? What a bat. Yeah. <laughs> good bat. Good bat. Uh, Gerald? Now, you, t- uh, you talk about Sheffield. David Ortiz yeah. was was on that list of users, number one, number two. Hmm, he right. didn't play very well for Minnesota, and he was traded to Boston, and all of a sudden he became the greatest player ever. Uh, I don't hmm. know if that's a coincidence or if he was using enhancers way back when. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, I think he so I well think in the field. Got a lot of secrets, a lot of things about him that we do not know. There's no way hmm. in my mind that so many Yankees would get plucked and then when Ortiz would come up, they were afraid to hit him. There was something, yeah. something wrong with Ortiz. Because <laughs> he has boys behind him. He has the boys. There you go. Thank I you. have one Yankee note that you didn't say. The Yankees tweak their road gray uniforms. No yes. white trim around the letters on front and number. And the white and navy trim on the sleeves are gone. <laughs> right. You can tell that when you see an away game. I had to make note of that. Joe? Yeah, I, I remember that Sheffield was one of the most feared players when he was at bat because yeah. of that fast bat. Right, yeah. Right, right. Line drive to, to third uh, base yeah, with a were, uh, third yeah. baseline. Third base coach was like sitting duck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he was that popular a player with the uh, with the press. That's probably yeah, one yeah, of the reasons. Yeah, yeah, he was a Yankee. He was a Met. He was a yeah. Brewer. Who else did he play yeah. for? Miami. Dodgers. Miami, Dodgers right. That's right. Made a world champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwight Gooden's nephew? Yeah, yeah. All right, Joe, let's go to you. Met Moments by Joe from New Jersey. You're sponsored by Bricks. Bricks? Bricks. 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 Okay, so it's still uh, still uh, Groundhog Day here at uh, here at Met's yes. Moments. Nothing yeah. going on, and probably nothing will. Except an interesting thing that the Mets did. They're going to do all Saturday games 
at 110 until uh, I think mid-June or something, and then for the rest of the season on, they're going to be 410 in the afternoon. Right. So they're uh, they're trying to uh, they're trying to work with the younger uh, kids instead of playing all Saturday night. In the cold games, the weather when they have little league. I think it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I think it's a good. I think it's a good move. I think a lot of us and a lot of other people have been asking for that to get day games in. Yeah. So they get the next generation of fans. So that's good. So it doesn't look so there were three players last week available. Now there are only two for DHs. Uh, Justin Turner's off the boards now. He was taken. Um, so I don't. I, unless they pull a surprise at the last minute, I don't think they're going to spend any more money this year. I think they're going to go with what they have, and wait till money comes off the books next year. Maybe so. Yeah. Pitching staff is not bad, uh, but I don't think they're going to spend any more bucks this year. I mean, they they had the, they still have the highest payroll, and they won seventy five games last year. So yes. I don't think they're going to keep doing the same thing. That's about all I've got. There's nothing oh, else there's going not on. Much. I didn't see much during the week. No speculation. Yeah, yeah. Michael, I have a question. Let's suppose the Mets really tank this season. Let's suppose uh, they're a decent amount below. 500. And that's a possibility also. Sure it is. You never know. Yeah. What yeah. do you suppose would be the case with Alonzo? Does he stay no matter what? Or if the Yankees, if the Mets really start to stink, does he get jettisoned? I don't know. I hope they extend them during the season. I hope they extend them. His own stats. There's an article in the Post today that the Mets owe it to Alonzo to sign right. either Soler mm -hmm. or uh, J.D. Martinez. And they Probably should, but I think it's going to be too rich for their uh, for their blood this year. I think Stearns has a oh, yeah. Stearns appears to have a long range plan, and it doesn't and it doesn't mean adding money this year. I think he's got. I think they're going to go with what they have. I may be wrong. We'll see. And, the, and I guess the other thing they're trying to weigh is whether adding a player like Solera Martinez is going to get them into the playoffs. Right. May it may not give them. Better shot at it, yeah. You know that as I said last week, there are two very strong teams in the uh, NL East. Yep. Uh, Atlanta and Philadelphia. And I don't right. know whether the Mets can uh, can go over either one this year. Joe, I think there was talk that they're looking at the, this Jack Dykeman who was pitched for Tampa Bay yeah. last year. Uh, they're looking possibly sign him as the last lefty reliever for the team. Okay. Yeah, they're trying to get a lefty reliever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheryl? They could use it. never have enough lefty relievers. Right. Cheryl? Joe, Joe, my biggest fear is that Cohen is involved in trying to get a casino license. I've heard rumblings that he's having problems with politicians. I don't want to see his attention diverted from the Mets. Yeah. Right. I, I know. I agree. The problem. Hopefully it won't be. Okay. All right. Any... And I'm sure any Met news you'll tell us, straight off the press, will tell us. <laughs> Fred, any Giants information you want to talk about? Brief 30-second report. I was sponsored by yeah. Zinc. Okay, 30-second report. They, they hope to have a new defensive coordinator by the end of the week. Okay. Replace. They're, they're down to their last three category guys. One guy... Is the guy on the on the Ravens, Wilson, who may get promoted because their defensive coordinator on the Ravens is now the coach at Seattle, and they're thinking also their current defensive backs 
uh, coach is Jerome. Fred, Hedges. Fred, Fred. Yeah. He signed. He's a defensive coordinator with the Titans. He signed today. Oh, did he? I didn't hear that. Yeah. Okay. That guy Wilson. All right. Yeah. So that's so. Funny. But Joe Schoen said he, they hope to have a defensive coordinator in place by next week. And they're all down at the Senior Bowl now because uh, one their quarterbacks coach, Tierney, is the offensive coordinator for one of their teams. And they're all down there scouting players. Quiet week. If they don't <laughs> sign a defensive coordinator this week, Fred, they're probably looking at uh, the linebacker yeah. coach of Kansas City. Yeah, it was and him and, their, and, their, and their own def- current defensive backs coach, I think, would have. Yeah, but they can't talk until after the Super Bowl. Right. That's right. So he's playing him. So maybe he's not in consideration. I don't know. What the hell happened to a couple of years ago? Who was the hot the hot prospect, the offensive coach for the Chiefs? And now these offensive coaches. Oh, Eric Bianami. What there's no word on him or anything. Yeah, well, he went to become the offensive coordinator of the commanders. And I don't know if he's still did they fire the whole uh, Mike? Mike, did they fire the whole staff? No, when they, uh, fired they just they just hired a coach, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Let's see what he but, does. But he was a hot prospect. They're, they're saying, you know, uh, yeah, uh, he's the next one to get a job. Yeah, nothing and nothing is no news about him at all. Well, apparently he went to the commanders because I think he froze. felt that he that he was going to be the heir apparent to Andy Reid in Kansas City, and it maybe turned out that. Andy Reid was not ready for retirement. No, 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 no. Okay, that's the Giants' information. That's Giants. Put on that. Howie, West Coast Report, sponsored oh. by Sink Drains. Sink <laughs> uh, <laughs> Drains. Right. Well, uh, I don't want to belabor you about the Super Bowl, but uh, a couple of things stood out for me. First, uh, that Brock Purdy can run. Uh, they mm-hmm. left him open, the field open between the uh, numbers, and he just ran for it and showed what great footwork he had and uh, just played a really good game, especially in half, of course. Uh, the Brandon Ayuk tap where he caught the ball off the defender's yeah. helmet. Yeah. And then Ayuk said a ladybug had landed on his foot earlier. Yeah, when I saw that, and that kind of changed the momentum of the game, but it reminded me of David Tyree's catch. Oh, God. Where he caught it against his own helmet. It was against Rodney Harrison, and who couldn't defend against it. But uh, the Niners, what they have to do is that their front defensive line is going to have to stop the run. And I'm thinking of Isaiah Pacheco of Kansas mm-hmm. City uh, to really – do damage with them. But yeah. That was like two games for me. First half, I was going, oh, God, I guess I'll be a Lion fan in the Super Bowl. And then <laughs> Jubilation, second. Uh, moving on to the Warriors, the Warriors put a for sale sign out saying that uh, mm-hmm. everybody's, uh, almost everybody is eligible to be traded. Uh, including uh, Clay Thompson, who's having uh, one of his worst years scoring since his rookie year. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll do it. I know they, what they want to do is, is move ahead with young players, Kaminga, Pauluski, I can't even pronounce his name, several players. Uh, and uh, I don't think they're going to, 
I, I think that's less likely that they're going to make a trade. It would have to be something really big. But that's <laughs> what's going on with them. And with the Giants, uh, they had traded for uh, and got uh, Robbie Ray. He's not going to be eligible until after the All-Star game. And uh, he's eligible. It's a it's an injury. It's an injury. Yeah, that's what I meant. Jordan Hicks, who was a relief pitcher, who they want to lengthen to be a starter. Uh, but uh, Alex Cobb, who's uh, the number two starter behind Local Lab, is probably going to be out for a month, at least a month. And so they're going to have two rookies, uh, Keaton Wynn and uh, Kyle Harrison, the two top pitching prospects in the uh, rotation and what they're going away from uh maybe it's because gabe cap Kapla left his manager is they're not going to have uh openings they're gonna they're gonna want their rookie pitchers to pitch as much as they can and try to lengthen their uh their uh, pitching uh in games so they're gonna get away from those openings uh, no news about uh, getting another bat, which they badly need. If they have the same lineup, it's going to be no more than an 81-81 season. Uh, it's quiet on the Matt Chapman uh, area. He supposedly either now it's down to the Giants or the Cubs. Bellinger may go back to the Cubs. Mm -hmm. Uh and uh, I haven't heard anything else. It's very quiet. So uh, that's about it. All right. Um, Gerald, got a comment? Howie, I wanted to ask you about Crawford. But it, did he retire? What's the status? Okay. The thing with Crawford is uh, he's a very area kid. He grew up uh, one to two towns uh, below where I live. Uh, so he has real roots in the Bay Area. He would probably if a team if a team wanted him would have to be a perfect spot. Mm. And I think he has a home off season in Arizona. So the D backs would be a good area for him. But uh it's not likely he's coming out to the Giants, even though he can still feel he hit like I think one ninety four last year. So uh if it's not a right the point to sources if it if it's not the right situation He'll walk away. He'll retire. Well, they, they have a rookie prospect there, right? Luciano? Luciano. That and they're, they're planning want, to play. Yeah. And, I, you know. And they're looking to get, like, a veteran uh, infielder who would who's good on defense, you know, uh, to uh, to well, back him up just in case. Yeah, like Crawford. You would think they would stay with Crawford. <laughs> I, I don't people. know. I don't know. Michael. Yeah, Howie. Well, I went to bed, but they say that the Lakers and Warriors game was one of the best of the season with mm. Curry and LeBron going like uh, right against each other. Was How did, did you watch that game? How good was that? Yes. I didn't watch the game, but I heard I about it, and it was, it was crazy. Double overtime. And at mm. the very end, I think uh, LeBron uh, kind of fooled Kaminga uh, with, with a shot. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was something, you know. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, I mean, it was crazy in the following way. Uh, LeBron played almost 50 minutes. 
you know, he's the oldest, as you know, he's the oldest player in the NBA and the coach plays him at 48 minutes or something like that. Then the next game played 36 minutes. Uh, they lost by 20. And the next game he played 34 minutes and they lost by 20 again. <laughs> and it raises, in my mind, serious question whether this guy Ham knows what he's doing. Because why would you play, if, if you have any hopes of doing something in the playoffs, you wouldn't play your best player 40 minutes a game or 35 minutes a game. You just wouldn't do it. But they're doing it. Yep. Okay, Fred? Yeah, apropos to that, my, my son just told me that James and Davis are not playing tonight against the against the Celtics. Okay. Yeah. Davis didn't play the last game either. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. They, both, they both could sit out the same game, those two stars. Yeah, that be any wow. Injury, you know. Why bother against the Celtics? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I, right. I wonder if they're going to play against the Knicks on Saturday night. Is LeBron James a free agent this year, Fred? I don't know what his contract status is, honestly. I don't. He's, he's, mm. I don't think he'll be going anywhere. Even well, I, think, I think he said he'll if he's a he free agent, to. he's going to wait to see if his son is was ever drafted. And then he said, yeah, well, he his, son's not, his son's not going to be drafted this year. I mean, average three, three team points will, a game. He's he's hardly playing on a on a terrible team. Hey Fred, we love our necks. We love our necks. Yeah, I know. Oh, yes, we'll get to that. We'll get God, to that. God, right, let, let's them. let's move on to uh, Mike. You have your DC and surrounding sports sponsored by cemeteries this week oh, <laughs> well uh, it's probably an appropriate uh, sponsor for the washington dc report. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are some things going on here um two big stories this this week one of them is that the orioles are in the process of getting sold right for about 1.7 a little over 1.7 billion dollars to a wall street guy by the name of david rubenstein or rubenstein uh, they're a, a kind of a private equity guy who's made a lot of money, obviously. The deal is structured such that his group, which includes uh, Cal Ripken and a few other notables, uh, gets 40% of the team immediately, and they have an option to take over the rest of the team when <laughs> Peter Angelos dies. Well, how old is Peter Angelos? Peter Angelos is 94 years old. Oh, wow. I know. He's so ornery that it looks like he could live to be 104. But in mm -hmm. any case, that's the way the deal is uh, is uh, structured. There was argument within the uh, family, the Angelos family, as to whether they should sell or wouldn't sell. But he wanted it sold. He wanted his wife to have all the money in the world. Uh, his son, who's the managing Boy. partner, kind of, or what? manager of baseball operations or something maybe uh, is rumored to have opposed the sale but uh, had uh, had no sale had no say in the matter the the thing that is not in the stories and that I can't figure out yet is whether the contract for Mid-Atlantic Sports Network has been resolved there's been an ongoing argument between the Washington Nationals and the Baltimore Orioles over the rights and, and the monies uh, in that contract, it's it's complicated. Going into the history of it, baseball basically granted uh, Peter Angelos the TV rights to DC, and uh, with some stipulations about some monies for Washington, and that's been a sore point for a long, long time now as to what it all means and what it whether it can be broken. He's the only team in baseball that I know of that owns the TV rights in another franchise's uh, city. 
But anyway, uh, we'll see. And I'll report uh, as soon as I get some data out of the newspapers as to how that got resolved, if it got resolved. But I can't see offering anything for the team without knowing what the future of that is going to be. As you probably know, the commanders today hired Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator of the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. He yeah. was on their list. Strangely enough, after Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, turned them down, uh, a guy by the name of Mike Vrabel, the ex-coach of Tennessee, became the uh, betting favorite. He was slightly uh, favored over Dan Quinn, but it turned out that it was Quinn after all. There's uh, a lot of question in my mind about whether Ben Johnson made a wise decision <clears throat> to turn the commanders down. He, yes, uh, Detroit was a successful franchise, but he should have listened to his coach. And what he said at his press conference after the game was over, basically his message was, it's very, very difficult to get to this point in an NFL season. It's such a highly competitive league. There's no assurance whatsoever that we're going to be back here next year. Though he went on to say, I have faith in the players and I'm confident and we're going to do a, a really good job. But I think he was absolutely right. I mean, yeah, they gave the 49ers a big scare and they were way ahead and all that kind of stuff. But the game before, they barely squeaked by the L.A. Rams, right? 24-23 in that game. And that was a home game for Detroit. So there's no assurance that they're going to be as good next year. Look at Philadelphia this year. You know, they, they sank yeah. out of sight, basically. So yeah. I, if I had been Johnson or advising Johnson, I would have said, take it. Why? You're not going to get opportunities like this uh, uh, very often. But he didn't. Quinn is now the uh, new commander coach. They have some draft choices. They need to rebuild quite a bit, take quarterback. But uh, uh, that's the way that things ended up. As far as the Wizards go, there was some enthusiasm when they won two out of three under their new coach. Not much was said, but those two teams were uh, uh, San Antonio and Detroit, the two worst, <laughs> the only two teams that are worse than the, the uh, Wizards in the league. Hey, and the last Wizards? night they took on the Clippers, and oh, boy. Uh, I'm proud to say that they closed the game on an 18-5 to run. Washington did, 18-5 to run, and therefore they lost by only 16 rather than nine. <laughs> So that's it. And the final note is the Nationals signing somebody that all of you should be very familiar with, right? Robert Gesselman is yes. with the Washington oh, yeah. Commanders. Gesellman. Yeah. Gesellman. Okay. Gesellman. Oh, I wasn't sure how to put oh, it. Oh, I thought he dropped out of baseball. Yes, yeah, so did I. Well, he was out. He hadn't played league. in the majors in two years. So we're all we're all extremely excited. <laughs> well, one year. <laughs> did he cut his hair, Mike? <laughs> I can't answer that. Hey, Wayne has very a short answer that. Yeah, yeah Wayne. Mike, I have two two things for you. One is on a comment, and that the Redskins have the uh, the hard, the largest amount of cap space to spend. So it, I, it's, it's a pretty good job. Uh, they got the second draft pick, but the largest amount of cap space, which in my mind would have been a good good position for him. But my my question is: this forty percent ownership, who's going to run the team? Rubenstein's group with a forty percent ownership. You know, that's a good question. I, I don't know the answer to that, whether that gives them operating rights. Uh, you know, as I said, it's been uh, uh, Angelos' son uh, has been running the team over the last uh, several years. Uh, since they still own 60% of the team, I guess it's up to Peter Angelos. But if, you know, if he wants his son to run it, I guess he will. And if he doesn't want his son to run it, 
and there'll be a change. I mean, you spend $1.7 billion and not run the team. That's kind of to make much sense. But... Well, they have that option, and the man is 94. Oh. So I think they're expecting to take over the team for the next couple of years. <laughs> he should watch what he drinks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you have there, Gerald? Two things. I wanted to mention, Jermaine, to what you had said, Mike. The biggest surprise to me regarding the Met sale to Cohen is that Cohen has no ownership in the Met Cable Network. Right. And number two, according to this, Rubenstein is on the verge of requiring control of local sports franchise. He has long pursued control. Okay, so he would control the Orioles? Is that what that means? That's what, that's what this article seems to, to indicate. Okay. okay. Well, mm. I didn't know that. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you, Mike, on that report there. Okay, so let's move on. Um, okay, so the, the Super Bowl is established. Sunday the 11th, Chiefs and the 49ers. I'm going to uh, be contacting you people individually. I want to know who you think is going to win. Forget the odds. What's what's the points now? A point? Two points? So I'm going to ask you, who do you who's going to win? team-wise forget the points and uh, i'll have the results next week so look for my either text or email to you and uh, vote <laughs> only one vote per person of course uh there was reports and, and, and i'm sure some of you heard these reports at least i hope you did that after the um the chiefs beat the ravens they were saying that the the game was fixed Mm, right. Oh, come on. Do we even have to talk about that garbage? Well, it, it, it made the I mean, rounds. Really, it really made really the really rounds. You know, think about yeah. that. It's, it's, it's just garbage stuff. We really need to it's talk all about your, conspiracy your, your opinion there, but it, it made the rounds, and, and, and people were talking about it. Of course, I don't think so. I'm just saying what, what we heard. Uh, He's getting Mark, up. Where, what, what, what point was they bringing up? Yeah. What was the point? That's what plays? What plays? Well, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Milton. Bunch what of garbage by they... right wing. Oh, it's Fred, 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 Fred. What plays specifically were they talking about? They were, they were, they were plays. They kept showing our replays that they didn't call the penalties on the uh, on the Chiefs. Uh, mm -hmm. Obvious penalties to, to our eyes. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems that. There's reports, of course. The uh, the Taylor Swift. They, oh, they want Taylor Swift. This is right. the story that's going Kelsey. on. We yeah, don't right, know. Right. We're not there. We're not the inside people. But this has right. been going around. People are thinking about this. There's a the fix is in. If we believe it or not, I don't know. Oh, oh come, come on! on. It's the same people who were saying stuff about pizza places and pornography in Washington. Yes. Come right. on, it's, it's not even it's worth the same... dignity to talk about. That's They're not allowed, they're not allowed to go near a casino while they're at that Super Bowl but up for a number of, right? While they're there, I don't know how many miles away they're staying, mm -hmm. but I heard they're not allowed to gamble at anything. Blackjack, they're not to go near a casino. Go yeah. ahead, yeah, Howie, you want to say something? Well, it's what Fred said. This the origin of this Taylor Swift thing came from the same guy who put out the thing about the pizza in the basement of a pizza place in St. Louis or somewhere. It's, with it's it. for, it's it was DC. Or Ilk were saying that Sandy Hook never happened. 
Yes. Yeah, right. We shouldn't, so, shouldn't be dignifying it by even talking about it's, it. And it's, it, it. And it's because that Taylor Swift has come out uh, for a woman's right to choose. And Travis right. Kelsey has been in commercials where he says, get get uh, the uh, vaccine. Vaccine, the COVID vaccine. Uh, COVID vaccine. So yeah, you saw that, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Called politics. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. It's yeah, silly. Yeah, Mike, you want to say something? Yeah, I, I, I don't know anything about uh, the game being fixed. I, didn't, I have no knowledge about that. But I will say that I think that Andy Reid is the finest coach in the NFL. Right. And I think that uh, they, they had that edge in that game. Uh, John Harbaugh is a good coach, but not as good as Andy Reid is. And I think that that, will, that is true for the Super Bowl as well. I think that Andy hey. Reid is a better coach than uh, Shanahan is, Mike Shanahan, mm -hmm. not Mike. So, uh, Kyle. Son, Kyle, yeah. And uh, so... Uh, Patrick Mahomes is better than... What's that? Yeah. I said I, Patrick Mahomes is the I best. Can, can well, yes, he has the best quarterback in, in football. Uh, Andy sure. has the wherewithal to make the quarterback look bad. Look what he did to Jackson. I mean, my God, he was a regular quarterback. He was... Jackson's about maybe the right. best quarterback I've ever seen. And he looked like, uh, I think that uh, he could demolish Purdy. That, that's my feeling. I don't, I don't know if uh, Purdy's going to be so great. I don't know. You didn't see much of uh, Jackson uh, um, running. No. Uh, right? As a matter of fact, they were talking that, that, that they were the number one team rushing all year. <laughs> or up there. And what did they run the ball? Five, six, seven, eight times the most the whole game? Yeah. Backs, and he gives Spagnola the credit also. I don't know. They, they know how to divide. Joe, the then then Wayne, go ahead. Joe first. Yeah, I mean, uh, Baltimore was the hottest team in the league coming into the uh, the game, and they just fell apart. They got completely beaten up by uh, by Kansas City. They said when he drops back, I agree. Back Andy, to pass, Reed, Andy Reed just down. had uh, just the best coach. Yes, Lamar right. Jackson. They said when well, you watch them when he when he like Jackson was Jackson was unbeatable for when the rest. He uh, drops back uh, to pass. He's a regular season. passer. He's not such a good passer. He made one beautiful pass, and that was it. Yeah. And then he threw that. And then he threw that pass into into three defenders. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wayne, the, the kind of thing Mike, that Zach Wilson Wayne. would do. Yeah, Mike, would, would yeah, we right. be having this? Would we be having this conversation if Andrew Flowers Jones. didn't fumble on the one one yard line? Oh yeah, that's right. Your friend, right? Would we? We wouldn't. I don't think we'd be having this conversation about Andy Reid. Is it? I mean, that the game would probably have been tied. Yeah, yeah. And they could have won in overtime. So I mean, that one freak play uh, doesn't yeah. make Andy Reid so much. You know, the best thing since white bread. All right, let's let's leave this because uh, I don't want Fred oh. to be upset. <laughs> let's we'll move on. Let's move on. I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm not upset for talking about the game. I'm I'm upset that we even brought up the other thing. Okay, I wanted to bring it up. Honestly. Anyway, so this week is the Pro Bowl. Sure. I don't know if you're going to watch the Pro Bowl events. The flag football game on Sunday, uh, the dodgeball game, the skills competitions. I let's don't get the basket. Something. Uh, Where's that's going to be in Orlando? They're playing these these, these uh, the Pro Bowl is going to be in Orlando, which is very interesting. There's no there's no pro teams in Orlando, right. so maybe they're Just showcasing it for a possible basketball, possible expansion down the line. I don't know. And what do you think about what uh, Kayvon uh, Thibodeau said prior to the? What did he, say? Uh, he said that he thinks the Giants should have paid Saquon before they paid Daniel Jones. He's right. Maybe that's true. 
I think he's right. Imagine for a, for a, for a player to say that about another player, it's almost like taboo. <laughs> easy, easy to say things in hindsight. Yeah, right. you said it. You said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, how many minority coaches are there in, in football? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I don't even know why they're saying minority coaches. Right. Sure. You know, coach is a coach. But do we, do we can't, they made do we big, can't, big stink a couple of all years coach, ago. When all coaches matter. Do, do, we, do, we do we count the coach in a gender as a minority because he's an Arab American? Yeah, they counted him as a minority. They counted him as a minority. Okay. Right. He shouldn't be the coach anymore. Yeah. So the, the Senior Bowl is this weekend, as we right. mentioned prior to, right? Right. And a lot of the big shot players are going to be there. Whatever happened to the Hula Bowl? I don't think they played it anymore. Right. Just continue. That. Just I'm checking the Hula Bowl. And, um, you know, Sam Hartman, <laughs> Bo Nix, Spencer Rattler, they're all going to be at the, uh, at the Senior Bowl. The cream of the crop supposedly isn't. Bo Nix, Spencer. What about the other guy? Uh, non, uh... No, the three guys: um, Williams, May, and um, what's the they're guy? They're not going to be LSU? there. Dan, Dan the guy Daniels. from LSU, I forget his name. Daniel. Right. Yeah, Dan, Dan, they're not going to be there. And what what do you guys think about this? Greg Olson getting the shaft for Tom Brady, commentator with what? Kevin Burkhart. It's hard to say because we haven't heard Brady. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard Brady. You're right. I mean, they... what, if he, what if he stinks the place out? I think they told. I think they told Olson when he first went in that, that eventually he was going to be replaced by Brady. He so was really, he's really good. I don't, I don't know if you guys think he's really good. No, I like he him. Explains everything, and he's right there with every play, and they work well with him and Burke Burkhart. And now Brady, ten-year contract, three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. He may stink the place up, <laughs> or maybe not. He said he's got a lot of work to do. All right. I want to go – I'm going to bypass on baseball and go to the basketball because basketball oh, is more best, best story basketball York, and then college basketball. All right. Keep you guys away. Um, Fred first. Right. Well, today, as you are, the Knicks announced that Julius Randle will be out two to three weeks with a dislocated – there was been speculation that that was the case, but today they officially announced that. It's and, right. it's, and it's good for them <laughs> with the all-star break coming up, so less the amount of games. <laughs> Knicks, as you know, were – 14 and 2 in January, eight game winning streak. And wow. actually, if you think about the two games that they lost, they came within five points of going 16 and 0. They had the one game in Dallas where if they they were losing big, they came back. And if they would have got a rebound at the very end of the game, they they had maybe had a great chance to win. And the, the other game they lost was on the Martin Luther King Day game to Orlando, where they blew a nine point lead in the fourth quarter. Just an aberration, but they came so they really this close. From, for going sixteen and zero, and, well, and if they you look win at, any close games, and, yeah, they did too. Okay, but they still. And if you look at the standings, Milwaukee lost last night to Portland, which means the Knicks are now only one game out of the second <laughs> second place in the East, one game behind Milwaukee. They've surpassed Philadelphia. I mean, they've been playing great. They played the, this week against okay, maybe it's say inferior competition with Charlotte and well, Utah is hovering at five hundred. Without OG Agubani and Randall and David Senzo was 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 super lights out, Light, lights out. And tonight they play a they step up a little bit in competition tonight. Play the uh, Indiana Pacers with Halliburton. Mm -hmm. See, 
and Obi Toppin comes back to New York. Okay. It's, an, it's an exciting time in Madison Square Garden for the Knicks. They they're finally playing right. They're they're beautiful to watch. They're, they're, yep. It's just beautiful game, beautiful games to watch. I'm looking forward to every game. Looking forward to tonight. Looking forward to Saturday night against the Lakers, which I'm sure LeBron James will play because it's a game on ABC Channel Seven, and the and they're not going to disappoint their network partners, the right? unless he's unless he's severely injured. And so they really uh, things are looking up in 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 Manhattan, in Brooklyn. Couldn't the next agree more, minutes. Fred. What? Couldn't agree more. Yeah, and, and in, in Brooklyn, Nets two game winning streak came to a slide last night, and Kevin Durant made his return. His sons beat the Nets one thirty six to one twenty, and one of a short note before I forget that they, they're changing a little bit about the format of the draft this year. They're making the NBA college draft into into two days. Will be June twenty sixth. Wednesday will be the first round. Will take place from Barclays. Round two will be the next day, Thursday, from somewhere in the South Street Seaport. On the next day, and they, they, they say this will give their ex- exposure to, to the league and also let teams have more time to make decisions about whether trade prospects or or drafting or drafting in the second round. So it should be very interesting. And on that, on the local college front, St. John's was absolutely terrible last night, and I could see the beginning. I, I had a feeling I knew from the first 10 minutes of this game, I said, I don't think they're going to win it. There, there was like no effort. They, they played effort. Maybe had 10 minutes of effort in the second half. So they're now 5-5, five and 13-8. Five, and eight. They really need to, to win the four games that they play against the Paul and Georgetown in the conference, which would give them 9-5. and five. They, Saturday, they're playing UConn in, in Madison Square Garden. If they play anything like they did last night, they'll get blown out by thirty. But and, and then they have some other tough games coming up at Marquette, and, and and game at Butler, which is not an easy game. And then they play Creighton and Seton Hall. They're playing in the UBS Arena. If they go to twelve and eight in the conference, they should be in the NCAA tournament. The last I had looked Monday, which was prior to uh, Wednesday's loss. They were seeded ninth in the in the in the West Conference, and whoever was doing this had them playing New Mexico in the first round. But they have to. Uh, but there's a long way to go from here until until March, and I'll let Wayne talk more about the the national college basketball scene. Yeah, Wayne. Yeah, that's it. yeah Wayne. Okay, sorry. Um, as Fred and Fred just mentioned. College basketball is to get into the NCAA tournament and get the highest seed you can get. That's what college basketball is all about. Um, the rank- rankings come out every Monday. So the five, I'm just going to do the five rankings. It's UConn 1, Purdue 2, North Carolina 3, Houston 4, and Tennessee 5. They were all undefeated last week, and then this week, North Carolina loses to Georgia Tech. And last night, Tennessee loses to South Carolina. So next Monday, you're gonna, gonna have, they'll have a different five. Uh, the big game is this Saturday for it's Duke, North Carolina at North Carolina. That's probably the best sports uh, rivalry in, in anywhere, I think. Uh, just a you note, know, last week uh, when they had the ratings, the first time an Ivy League team was rated 25 was Princeton. Yeah. And then this past mm-hmm. weekend, they go up to Cornell and get shellacked. So right. They're not going to be around next week. Um, there is no dominant team in college basketball this year. So when you when you see the tournament this year, anybody could win this thing. So it's uh, it's really it's really a crapshoot. Um, 
interesting to note that Kentucky has the most players in the NBA with 26. Duke has 24 and, and UCLA has 15. Um, in 1950, the NIT was bigger, more prestigious than the NCAA. And that year, you could play in both tournaments. 1950, CCNY won both. They won the, they won the NIT, then the NCAA. Wow. And uh, they beat Bradley in bo both tournaments. And then uh, the CCNY team had two kids from Harlem and three kids from the Bronx. In the NIT, they played Kentucky. Adolph Rupp came in. And he, he says he would never have a black kid on his team. And uh, CCNY just knocked, killed him out in the NIT. Um, then 1950, the point shaving scandal hit. I don't know who was around for it, who remembers it, uh, but I won't go really into it. Um, in that CCNY was really got got clobbered by it. Um, the NCAA, they, they were banned from playing in the garden. The NCAA took away the, the uh, final four from the garden. Uh, there's a very good book by called The City Game by Matthew Goodman, uh, an excellent book about this. And also, if you go on Roku, uh, I'm sorry, in YouTube, 1998, a, a show called The City Dump, and uh, Lee Shriver, uh, the, yeah. the narrator, but it's really good. And, and the interesting fact, there were a lot of other teams in New York that were involved in this scandal, LIU, Fordham, NYU, and St. John's. Now, Frank Hogan was the DA in New York at the time, a St. John's, John's graduate, and uh he did nothing for, he didn't do, he didn't indict anyone from St. John's. He let them go. Uh, now, a little into women's basketball, which is very interesting to watch. The five, these, the uh, top teams of five were South Carolina, Kansas State, Iowa, Stanford, and North Carolina State. Uh, so what happens last night, Kansas State number two loses to Oklahoma. Sorry. And that's the third week in a row the number two team uh, lost. So we'll see another uh, round. Now, I said in, in, in men's basketball, there's no dominant team. There is a dominant team in, in women's college basketball. It's South Carolina. And they have a 6'7 center, Camilio Cardoso. Uh, I haven't checked her stats, but she's a 6'7. Six, six, That's kind of hard to gather. And the other dominant team is NYU. NYU is the Division I leading. They're 18-0. The closest game they had this entire year, they lost. They won by nine points. That was the closest game they had this year. Uh, now I'll talk about uh, Larry Left. Okay, I was gonna. I have to talk about Caitlin Clark for a minute. She's 150 points away from being the leading all-time scorer in women's college basketball. Saturday night she had 38 against Nebraska. Last night 35 against Northwestern. She's been invited to participate in uh, the national team to play in the Olympics. Uh, she probably it's not going to be the star of the team because they're married some very good women's college basketball players but she might make the team to play in the olympics uh britney griner remember britney griner who is in jail and uh next week she's having her uniform retired at baylor britney griner was six feet nine uh she had a, an outlet with the baylor coach but she's coming back to have her retired um two other things uh difference in men's and women's men's play two halves women's plays four quarters uh, the same uh, three-point lane for the men and the women. It's 22.1. The NBA is 23. It's 23.2.1. And the ball's a little bit smaller in the women's game. It's 20 ounces compared to 22 ounces. One last note. Last night, I'm watching the uh, Purdue-Northwestern game, which uh, Purdue wins in overtime. 
105 to 96. In that game, Purdue goes to the foul line 46 times. Northwestern goes eight. <laughs> and Chris Collins had a meltdown. Right. They must, they must have fouled Zach Eady a lot. He got thrown out. But uh, <laughs> just something that the just way off the charts is anything like that. I, yeah, Dave. Uh, Dave has a comment. Hi. Hi. You were talking about CCNY. So I was a student at CCNY in the late 60s. And uh, one of my phys ed coaches was Bobby Sand, I believe his name. Yeah. He was the assistant coach. Yes, on the yes, he was. He was, uh, you know, he taught us basketball. Yeah, Bobby Sands was the assistant that. coach. He was the guy who recruited. He recruited the two black kids, Floyd Floyd Wayne, with, uh, Ed Warner. Lane. Floyd Lane. Floyd Lane. And, yeah, and, he, he and, recruited them. He used to play basketball with us, and I had the opportunity to stuff him once. Oh, sure. <laughs> how, Dave, how tall was he? Five, five, five he feet? He was about my height. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one other note which I wanted to mention before about the NBA. At the All-Star game, one of the things they're doing is a one-on-one three-point shooting thing between Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu of the, of the, of the Liberty. And so you should do it against Chris. You should do it against uh, Clark. Yeah, well, maybe next year. Maybe, yeah, yeah. And, and Gerald? Wayne, the late Ed Roman. Yes. He lived in my building and I was somewhat friendly with him. Oh, he, he was uh, he was just he was a six, five, six, six, six center on the team. Big guy. Must yeah. weigh 250 plus. Yeah. Big, good, good ball player, too. He yeah. fits in the elevator. <laughs> he did, yes. Brad, yeah, just apropos to what Wayne was saying about not being one dominant team. You look at the ACC this year, for example. A mediocre or middling Georgia Tech team has already beaten Duke and North Carolina. Right, that's correct. About that, you know, right? about that. And, I want to know and, why. And the, and the Big 12 is, is a great conference. I want to know why. And, and Wayne, state. you know what I don't understand? Why Iowa State is not rated higher than Kansas. Iowa State has the same overall record. They beat Kansas. They got the same record in the conference, but yet Kansas is still rated a little higher. You know, Iowa State is undefeated at home this year. I know. They're they haven't lost I, a game. I saw that game when they beat Houston. It was, it was yeah. a fantastic game. Yeah. What's the story with Houston, University of Houston? They they rank them in the newspapers. Yeah. They have, you know, the, the rank, coaches They rank number four, Mark. They, they, rank huh? they had him rated as number one. At one, at one time, time before, correct. Before they did, well, but I'm saying for power him, ratings or something? Like on they're paper, they should team. be number one, but they're not well, number well, they, one. Well, well, they're the best team in the best conference. They're they're in the Big Twelve. But now. they had them in the, like the the rankings, not not in the uh, the coaches' bowl or whatever that's else. They have. It's because of their uh, their level of opposition. They're number one, and they moved from the AAC into the Big Twelve, which is the best basketball conference. Mm-hmm. At one time, early in the season, they were the best team of the best conference. Fred, they who they coach? They coach who they coach by? Um. I forgot. Kelvin he, Sampson. Who's that? Kelvin Sampson. Right. Correct. I used to be at Oklahoma. Right. right. I mean, right. I don't want to go into what quad yeah. one wins and quad two. All right. All right. You know, you I wonder why, because I, I didn't realize it. All right. Good. 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 Thank you, Wayne. Oh, Jeff has a comment. And Mike has. Yes, a uh, I was. I was a. Uh, I was taking. I was taking a basketball program at Queensboro Community back in. I think it was sixty-eight. It's nineteen sixty-eight, sixty-nine, and coaching my team. Was Larry Lumbo from Fordham? No, he went to Manhattan. Manhattan. He's from Manhattan. Manhattan. I'm sorry. I yeah, I'm Manhattan College and Floyd Lane. Yeah, 
And Larry Limbo later became an NBA official. Yeah. Actually, Fred, the, the guy who got who started who was responsible for the uh the skip point scan that was Julius Kellogg, Junius Kellogg right. from Manhattan. He was offered a thousand dollars and uh he didn't take it. He went to his coach, Kenny Norton, and Norton went to the DA's office, and that's how this whole thing got started. Then then later on, at 61 or 62, there was also point shaving with um well, Connie Hawkins. Yeah, well, that was alleged. No, that was yeah. later. That was yeah, later? Later, I know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Thanks. Good story here. Good story. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah, just a quick one. Uh, apropos of the ACC and how things are going, this is not one of Virginia's better teams, but they're having a fair season, and mm -hmm. they have won 22 straight games in Charlottesville. So really? even though it's not one of their best teams, they are very tough when they're on their home floor. They have a great defensive – their coach yeah. is a terrific coach. Well, Tony Bennett, great. Right, yeah. great. He's a great defensive great defense. coach. Very yeah. hard to beat them. Bill, yeah. do you want to say something? I just wanted to ask you before you went to trivia. I stepped away for a minute. I don't know if anyone discussed that Jimmy Williams, the death, who was the former manager. Right, we didn't get to that. You did yeah. that? Uh, no, we didn't get to baseball at all. We're not going to have time, probably. All right. You want to comment on it? You want to say something? Just that, um, I saw it in Newsday, and uh, he was manager of the year one year ninety with the Red Sox. But um, even 99. as a, he, he managed the Red Sox, the oh. Astros, the Blue Jays, and was a coach for the Braves. And he was a third base coach when they beat Pittsburgh in the seventh game. Uh, some guy by the name of Bream, Sid Bream, Sid Bream. Sent home yeah, yeah. Sid in the Bream. seventh game, and they won. They that was the they won the uh, the championship of that division. Early 90s. Against the Pirates, the championship. And uh, he passed away at 80 years old. And uh, it was just one quote I saw funny. He said it was easier for him to keep a calm in the clubhouse than it was at home with his four kids and his wife. He said that was harder than, than keeping uh, the clubhouse in order. He won 910 <laughs> games in the major leagues as a manager. Yeah, yeah he won oh, a lot yeah, of had, games. I saw run there. Just, Brought it to the attention. I As a player, he his debut was against Sandy Koufax. Struck out. Struck him out, but he got his first hit off of Juan Marichal. Right. And I think he only had three hits his whole career or something. Three hits. Life yeah, You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Three hits with one RBI in his career. You got it. Yeah, very good. Good, good, good. I'm perfect. All right, just a couple more was... stories, then we got to go to trivia. I'm watching the clock here really quick. How about that story with the statue that was stolen? Oh, uh, terrible. Oh, terrible. Yeah. And now terrible. they found the remains all burned up and all charred up, and uh, they're doing investigating to find out who the hell did it. And they've raised, uh, raised $145,000 to have it. Right. Uh, it cost 75000 to make a statue, so they have some playing money there afterwards. So they'll, 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 real, they'll build it again. But just, they're wondering, you think that's racial? Oh, yeah. I don't, don't know. know. Oh, it's just like... fun. I don't know. Definitely. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Mm. All right. And hockey, any hockey news? The All-Star Games this weekend? Mm. Yeah. Yeah? No. <laughs> Boring. Any hockey pucks here? Boring. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it's this weekend. They have their skills also. This mm. week. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the game is the game is Saturday, and it's being played, I believe, in Toronto, and the Australian Open. We didn't touch upon that. 
this uh, how do you say Yannick Sinner? Yannick Yannick Sinner and Irina Sabalenka, your two winners. And uh, Djokovic uh, had his twenty, his thirty-three consecutive matches at the Australian Open broken. He lost. Right. He yeah. said it was the worst he ever played in his career. Djokovic. Yeah. yeah, and now they yeah uh, the next the next tournament I think is the uh, the big one is the French, the French, French Open in a couple French of months. In, yeah, late May. Yeah, yeah. in oh, golf okay. there was a, a a death in golf. I never heard of this guy. Maybe some of you. Older gentleman had Jack Burke Jr., the oldest living Masters champion, died at the age of 100. Uh, he was 10 days shy of 101. He won the Masters in 1956. I was six, as well as the PGA Championship the same year. And that was in 56, he was the golfer of the year. And he's inducted into the Golf Hall of Fame in the year 2000. So his name is Jack Burke Jr. May he rest in peace and all that stuff. All right, the rest of stuff I'm going to bypass. I want to go to trivia questions. How about you? You want to go to questions? Yes. Yeah. Stomp the panel. We got about five, six minutes. Let's go quick. All right, Fred, you go first. Okay. Who's the only shortstop in baseball history to have more than 200 home runs and 400 stolen bases? At least. A Rod? Maury Will? Nope. No. Nope. No. Sure, no. 200 home runs, 400 stolen bases. No more, no more, no more Garcia Parra. Nope. Jeter. Nope. Jeter. What era? Current. Retired a few years ago. Oh. Uh-huh. Retired a few years ago. Sure, stop. Yep. Hall of Fame material? Gotcha, stop it. Some people think he is. He didn't get, he didn't get a... He he didn't get it in a lot of votes, I don't think. Maybe 15% oh, of so votes. He was in the voting this year? He was in the voting this year, yes. Anybody? No. No. Well, who is it? Jimmy Rollins. Oh, forgot about him. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wow. Nah, I went I'd put him in the hole. I'm not putting him I would. I'm not. I would. I would. <laughs> He's got a World Series under his belt. Ah, so, so. Trying to convince my son to vote for him next year. Nah, I don't think so. Tough player. <laughs> tough player. Oh, we could talk about that. Yeah. I know. I one time he, the wasn't he one time up 800 times in a, in a season? <laughs> Yeah. Played appearances. Durable, durable, played every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meant, meant as much to his team as Jeter meant to the Yankees. Pretty much. I agree, Fred. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not voting for him. Right, <laughs> Any other questions? Fred again? Yeah. All right. Who was the last pitcher <clears throat> to win 20 games and pitch 250 innings in four straight seasons? Uh, Dave Stewart. That is absolutely right. Good one. Wow. 1987 yeah. to 1987 yeah, to 1980. Wow. Pitch for the Oakland Raiders, right? Wow. Okay. I, the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Very good, Howard. Yeah. Who's the only pitcher yeah. to beat the Boston Braves, Milwaukee Braves, and Atlanta Braves? Wait, the only pitcher to beat the Boston, Milwaukee, and Atlanta? The Braves, the Braves, and the Braves. We've been around long enough. Wow. So we got to stay around, around long enough. Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts is absolutely correct. Thank you. Oh wow! Who else? Look at you guys. You guys come prepared. You guys don't do homework. <laughs> In the movie, Mister Baseball. Remember that one with uh, oh, yeah. Tom Selleck. Name. Tom Selleck. And who did Tom Selleck play? What was that? I didn't see that movie. Fictitious player. Jack Elliott. Thank you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ramblin' Jack Elliott. All right, who else? Okay. In the August 1982, I'm going to be like, it's me. I was playing for the Mets in Wrigley Field uh, for the day game, and I got a hit. In the middle of the game, I was traded to the Expos. Joel Youngblood. Joel Youngblood. I got to be in Philadelphia right. for the night right. game. I pinch hit in that game right. and got a hit, too. So two hits for two different teams in one day. Nice Who day. am I? Joel huh. Youngblood. Joel you know, speaking, Youngblood. Of, speaking of Dave Stewart, you know, he won – he was on three World Series winners with three different teams. Hall of Famer? Toronto, right? Hall of Famer? I don't know. Yeah, he only Toronto. won 168 games in his career. Yeah. No, no, I just want to say something. Mark, regarding Joel Youngblood, you may recall Deion Sanders played an MLB game and an NFL game in this on the same day. Oh. And he got a million dollar bonus from Nike to do that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, name four NFL teams that wear green jerseys. Jets, Eagles, Jets, Eagles, Eagles. Eagles. Eagles right? Green Bay, no? Green yeah. Bay, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah. 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 One more. Oh, Seattle. 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 You got them all four. Very good. No? No? Are we going to call it a day? All right, one more. Let's let's close it out with your question. Okay. In the the modern Super Bowl era, who is the only rookie quarterback and rookie coach in the same year to win a division title? Rookie coach. Coach and rookie quarterback. And rookie quarterback. I'll I'll give you a hint. Huh. It ha- happened this year. Oh. Well, the Houston? Right. Houston is oh. right. Oh, yeah. Stroud and the uh, right. Lions are the coach, right? The Lions. Hopefully duplicate right. that next year. We'll see. <laughs> All right, guys. Before we get to Milton's song, I want to say goodbye to everybody. I hope you had a good time today and enjoyed As yourself. Always. And uh, if you notice, uh, it was great talking sports with you guys for, a, for an hour and 52 minutes on the clock right now. Before we get thrown off the air, <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Yep. And Milton, give us the closing song. Before the group started in grammar school. They started in grammar school. This is a group. Remember, Father of the Bride appeared in Father of the Bride. Apple of Love, the Dixie Cups. Dixie Cups. Pleasure playing music for all of you gentlemen and ladies. Thank you, Milton. See you Thank next you, week, Milton. That was the Dixie Cops, and they were formed They sat in grammar school. They started singing known as the Meltones before oh. the Dixie Cops. There we go. So, where are they, where are they today? <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, you know, I go through all my records, and I pull out of these every week, different eras. I have stuff, more modern right. stuff. We're going to skip around. Anything you like to hear. 
Have so, a good week, guys. You too. Have a good week. Take care, everybody. Have a good week. Thanks, Jeff. Stay well. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye.